Hey everyone. Today our guest is Mr. Tyler. Tyler is a CEO of the company called Applause Labs. So tell us what Applause Lab does in your words. Yeah, thanks man. Excited to be here. Applause Lab is essentially a done for you video testimonial service that helps businesses kind of take the pain out of capturing, collecting and producing honestly one of the most highly leveraged assets you can create which is user generated content or video testimonials so we have a very unique capture process um, and then as well we really try to build help our customers build systems around capturing these consistently and easily so that's really kind of the the value of what we do awesome all right so tyler uh, would you like to uh, introduce yourself you the first as an entrepreneur uh, what's your story and uh, how you came to launch applause labs and what is the back story uh, before launching applause labs yeah no definitely i mean so much to cover but i mean short version originally from colorado first business when i was 16 cleaning windows um, as a service business so really been involved in the service business industry you know offline first and then moving online for the last really 15 years so it's been awesome you know you've learned so much each business and a kind of venture you're involved with so i mean fast forward recently i mean you know about i say a little under a year ago i recently sold my previous company which was a a product i serviced around content creation and content writing and one thing that always intrigued me was customer service customer experience and something i wish i had was an easy way to capture video testimonials with that previous company i had so i mean i had a few friends in the space people a few colleagues getting involved in the space so it kind of led me to investigate further around that business model and actually started it as kind of a challenge you know it was more of an intention i don't know if you've read the book the 7 day startup but essentially read that book i was diving in looking at different businesses and i read that book and outlined some businesses to start i thought it'd be fun to actually apply what was in the book and start something in 7 days and actually the business was started um after that 7 day challenge in my facebook group and i decided to yeah continue to run with it i really enjoyed it i got such great feedback and thought it would be a really fun business it seems like there was a need in the market initially and that's kind of the origin story of of actually how applause lab got started yeah starting as uh, something small and selling your own company uh, that that's a big leap and i still do uh, know dan norris and uh, the seven day startup i actually used that book initially in 2015 when it was released uh, to start my own productized service and funny enough i was listening to uh, one of his audio books before getting on this call so he really had this impact on the productized service industry as a whole with uh, dalpico and his story uh, resonates with a lot of us Yeah, definitely. No, that's awesome and yeah, his, his stuff's great. Definitely recommended if you um, are starting something or have an idea to start something using that framework to limit kicking your feet or treading water as they say to get something launched quick. So, I think it's I think it's great. All right. So, uh, when did you start the company and uh, where are you right now uh, with the revenue and uh, growth? Yeah, so the company's pretty new. Like like I said, it's really the end of 2019 so not 
not too far ago is when it launched. And yeah, we're on track right now to, to break six figures for the calendar year. So that's exciting. So fairly decent growth. I mean, all things considered in the marketplace at the moment. But yeah, I mean, it's month over month. We've got some good growth. And that's kind of what it looks like from a numbers perspective right now. And I definitely want to push to you know get into the multiple six figures. But I think for year one growth where we're at, I'm super happy with it because a lot of it's also been team building, defining market, also just really kind of ironing out the software and and how we're different and creating something unique in the market as well. So a lot of that's been quite a bit of work, but it's uh, been well worth it. All right. Crossing multiple six figures in the first year uh, really says that there is a need of this service in the market. Yeah, no, I, th- I think so, for sure. I mean, feedback's been amazing. Awesome. And I think it's something everyone, that's on everyone's list. It just hasn't been easy or super affordable yet. So that's really trying to bring to the market. Awesome. So you have to be uh, kind of creative while marketing the service and you know actually showing the value in the service while you have started. So can we talk about what marketing strategies have you implemented from the day of launch till now? Yeah, let's dive in. So yeah, uh, what marketing strategies have you used? Uh, How many of them and which one really worked for you? Yeah, well, I mean, there's a variety. I think it's it's always an ongoing strategy of testing. And um, I think initially when we first launched, when it kind of, I finished the seven day startup challenge and people were validating it with, you know, yeses, we got a few new customers. It was a lot of just leveraging some social media channels. So I was posting in some Facebook groups as well. I have a Facebook group and that's where I kind of documented the seven day journey. And so that brought, you know, some good buzz initially. But I think when you start anything, you just lack, I think, some traction. And sometimes you need to kind of infuse your growth with some different strategies to kind of get that traction initially. So for us, what, what I did was um, I, I leveraged a $1 trial offer. Um, and the reason I did that, um, and, and I'll explain as well later that you know, it wasn't a long-term strategy, but initially it makes a lot of sense because, I mean, when anyone starts out, the one thing you're lacking is revenue and customers and social proof. So that was kind of the goal of that strategy was, you know, I'm willing to kind of eat the costs on the front end and invest in, you know, me paying my cost of goods sold um, in exchange for customers signing up. You know, it's really no risk on their end, a dollar trial, but provided a lot of value and feedback for our service. It helped us refine kind of our onboarding process, but also helped us refine our our actual operations with how we edit and capture videos. And then as well, the main thing was I wanted to actually get a handful of video testimonials for ourselves because, you know, being a video testimonial service, we needed to have, or we, I couldn't really properly market it if we didn't have video testimonials either. So I think for us, but I think it's so applicable to so many, I think it all falls into the camp of, you know, working for free to an extent initially to iron a lot of these things I just mentioned as well, get customer feedback and customer testimonials. Because once you have those, then you have so much more leverage moving forward. So we offered that, I think in the first month, we had, I think over 30 people sign up, um, which was amazing. And we produced over, I think, 35 testimonials and then got, I think, around 10 video testimonials for our service. 
and that really was, I mean, a huge catalyst in jumpstarting the the growth for the business in so many ways. Because now, once you have you know these thirty people who signed up, you know these are also potential customers who are going to sign up for plans, which many of them converted into subscriptions. Because our model is, you know, we'll usually do a, an order to start, and then if you love it, then um, we offer yearly subscriptions or packages of video testimonials, you know, from four, eight, or twelve depending on how many you want. And then that's really how it's structured as a yearly subscription service. Yeah, the first marketing strategy initially that worked really, really well. The questions, I'm happy to dive in a little further, explain things, but that was the initial strategy we used. Absolutely. I do have a ton of questions on that. And that really makes sense. To get that initial traction, you have to lower the barrier of entry and also the risk your initial customers should take. So they can just, you know, a dollar for a video case study. Of course, I would love to do that. And of course, I I did uh, sign up for that uh, myself. Uh, So yeah, it makes sense, man. Like we have to lower the barrier as much as possible and absorb the cost. But of course, that is going to hit you on the revenue and cost side. But if you can absorb it and still stand strong for the next wave of customers, then that is how you can get your initial multiple intents of customers like 20 or 30 and you can keep them. Awesome. So you have mentioned uh, you got 30 customers who are, uh, you know, for this uh, $1 per video case study uh, deal. How many of them uh, really converted into customers? Uh, I would like to know more about the aftermath of it because 30 customers in the first month of this offer uh, seems pretty good because that's a good conversion rate. But you have done all this to convert them into potential customers later on and primarily to get your own case studies, to get your own portfolio and also case studies for you, which I guess uh, you already have. You mentioned 10 case studies for Applause Labs itself. So that is successful over there. So the other uh, part of it, other part of the equation, which is converting them into long-term or uh, monthly subscriptions, how many of them uh, have converted? Yeah, so about 20% of those converted into actually paying yearly subscribers. And then I'd probably say another 10% you know, are still our customers, but they're paying like maybe a video here because we do offer like one-off orders here and there. So in my mind, it, it was definitely successful. I, I think, you know, it got us a lot of traction samples, stress tested our system and helped us build out operations. So I think the goals of that campaign across the board for what I wanted to achieve definitely hit the mark. I think as well, one thing that we've learned is, and maybe why the conversion wasn't as high as it maybe I wanted it to be, you know, but I I still think it was fine was, you know, you're also attracting a certain type of person, you know, $1 offer, you know, it achieved other things, but maybe it also wasn't the best filter for my ideal customer, which I later kind of worked on refining. But if it depends kind of, again, what you're optimizing for. And that was kind of what we learned was, you know, not everyone who signed up for the trial. There was a handful of people that didn't even like some people didn't finish their order. You know, and I think when you only pay a dollar, you're not as vested to the process. So we saw some of that as well. But overall, it was great. It was a great learning kind of campaign. And I think anyone starting out offering some sort of discounted or even free kind of front end offer like like this makes a ton of sense for so many different areas, you know? Yeah, so uh, that explains uh, why, you know, 30 customers are signing up for $1 and uh, 20% value. I think uh, you have a great conversion rate over there. 
Yeah, and I think at the end of the day, it's the conversion rate's all relative to your point of kind of knowing your numbers. For us, it was profitable. I did get rid of the campaign because I knew that I, just to attract and filter a certain type of person. But even with that dollar trial, converting 20% of the 30, you know, looking at the actual costs, because you're going to pay to acquire a customer right. regardless. So our cost was the cost of goods sold on that order to pay our team, et cetera. And so the question is, you know, even converting 20% of the 30, you know, did we make money based on what we invested to acquire that customer? And the answer was yes. So it was still a positive campaign. So I think I yeah, just wanted to mention that, if, you know, I mean, if you can have an irresistible offer on the front end and still have a positive ROI, then that's a good place to be. Absolutely. All right. So, you know, the why of choosing this strategy is basically to get the, that initial traction and build your portfolio and also a few testimonies for yourself. Is that right? Or do we have any other why for that? Yeah, that's right on the head, man. I think the only other one was dial-in operations in the team. Because, I mean, <laughs> the very first video I did, I had to go find video editors. I had to, you know, find a customer success person, a VA, like build those processes out. So it was also... The goal was to leverage these orders coming in and real customers to dial in that process. So that was also a big part of it because sometimes you just don't know what works, what doesn't until you actually have real people kind of going through your flow. So that was huge as well. Um, and I think we ironed out something pretty awesome where the customer experience now is, is really, really good. Awesome. All right. Now let's get into the practicality of this, like, you know, the practical step, the exact step-by-step -step, uh, process that you have taken right from deciding on uh, launching this offer, the $1 offer, till the time you have decided to remove it from your website. So what, you know, the process that you wanted to go after and what exactly happened and where have you promoted to get those 30 initial customers and how you use those 30 customers to create your portfolio and your own testimonials and why at the end you have decided to stop. Can you take us through the entire process? Yeah, so originally when I created the offer, I mean, I leveraged a tool called Service Provider Pro, which you're familiar with, but yeah, created the offer on there and then just made a list really. I, like I said, I had a Facebook group. I'm also in quite a few Facebook groups. And then I also made a list of just really anyone in my network that could maybe benefit from one of these videos. So that was essentially the start of my initial, if you could call it a hit list, but that was enough to start messaging people, posting in a few groups and sharing kind of the $1 offer with who I believe get a lot of value from it. Um, and that was really, you know, the initial kind of spark for people starting to sign up and take advantage of that offer. So that's really all I did there to, to get, get that initial traction. And once I started having people sign up, what a month or so span, then, you know, it was really focusing on operations, dialing in the team, all this stuff, like I mentioned earlier, you know, came to some really great conclusions of how to do things and what this is going to look like and who it's best for. And maybe the pricing should be because I was also playing and dialing in kind of what the pricing actually would be and was all included. So really just leverage that time to, you know, listen to the customers I had and dial that in. And I think at the end of the day, the dollar offer, even though it was a ROI positive for overall, I wanted to make sure and, you know, it was also testing as well, like, you know, dollar, like, I think that's good. It, 
but you know, am I attracting the right person? Is there enough of a filter? Is there enough vested interest or skin in the game for people? So um, I tried a few different price points, you know, as well, because I mean, you're talking to people and knowing the market, you know, for me, I know like in-person testimonials are three to 7,000 agencies charge, you know, anywhere from even 800 to 1200 a video testimonial for a remote one. So we already had a very attractive price point because our pricing starts anywhere from 127 to 297 per testimonial. So I also wanted to make sure we had that first trial kind of within our pricing where, you know, it was, it was relative to what we charged and also just kind of listening, you know, to the market. So I started pitching, you know, we, I think we moved from a dollar to $97 for your first order. And most people that were kind of my qualified avatar had no problem paying that. And they didn't even mention, they're like, oh, that's awesome. That's a great deal to try it out. So I, I kind of switched and then I wanted to test a little bit higher. So now we're at 197 for your first trial. And that is seemingly kind of the sweet spot because it's still discounted from what a customer might pay for a, a single order, but it's also high enough to really get a qualified buyer in the door. And feedback so far is it's still a great deal for what they're getting. So that was, I mean, just to walk you through a little bit of the evolution of how I was looking at it and thinking about it as well. So that's kind of where we started from started dollar to kind of where we're at now, which is 197, which is based on feedback and, and where we're at, I think a really fair price for a trial offer for your first video. And then from there, if you love it, then, you know, we've got a subscription options anywhere from 127 to 197 a video, depending on how many you want to buy per year. So that's kind of what it looks like. Cool. Okay. So anywhere else uh, that you have published or promoted this offer, you know, aside your hit list? Yeah. So that was initial. And then there was a little kind of internal virality that was interesting because I think and one thing a lot of people can leverage, I think that is actually a good idea is if you're able to offer your initial launch offer for free or close to free and get a lot of people on board, then we use those people, you know, most of them had a great experience and we asked them who they thought would be a good fit um, or who else could benefit in their network from getting a video testimonial done. And that actually was great as well. So I think you can leverage this great offer on the front end to bring a lot of people in and then leverage those people very organically to introduce you or refer you to some other people. So that was the next stepping stone after that initial offer is that we leveraged just asking for referrals from the people who tried it. I mean, we were able to get a lot of introductions and people and I mean, handfuls of new customers, paying customers per year from that internal campaign. So I think that's kind of a good one-two punch initially to get some traction. You know, I think most people have enough kind of people in their network to easily do these kind of numbers for anything that they're thinking about offering. I think it's just how you position it um, is, is the key, you know? Yeah, that's, that makes sense. So uh, put out an offer that is almost close to free, uh, get in the new customers. The only problem, like, you know, the only uh, downfall of this is whether you can absorb those initial costs. And if you can, you know, this is like, if you are offering a graphic design service and you are a graphic designer yourself, then you can absorb the cost because uh, the only resource that you're spending is your time. So in that way, it works. And then using them to get more referrals and people uh, referring the service to others. Of course, they will do that because even then that person 
whom they are referring the offer to, they only need to spend a dollar. And because this guy got value out of it, it will uh, make them their relationships better because he referred a better deal to his friend. And uh, overall, you get a new customer. So overall, it's a win-win situation for everyone. And yeah, I, I really like that. And you guys did uh, do that with your first 30 customers, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I think that's how it works. I think, yeah, you you got to consider cash flow because I mean, once if you're still figuring out costs at the beginning, I think it's smart. I mean, this helps kind of define what those are. I mean, if you're doing it yourself, I encourage you to definitely try to outsource as quickly as possible. But keeping in mind, yeah, what are those cogs or costs of goods sold? Because you are absorbing those to an extent when you're giving. That's true. That's right. Anything that you have implemented during the strategy you know, during implementing this strategy, anything that you thought will work for you will add you more customers, but didn't do what you have expected, any fails while you have implemented this strategy? Yeah, I think it was interesting to kind of see the feedback. Like I said, I think some of the dollar offers attracted people that some people didn't take the offer or they weren't the best customer. So I think, yeah, how you structure things, I think long-term, which is why we kind of ventured away from it. But overall, man, I think checked a lot of boxes and was a great win across the board. There wasn't really anything negative that I can think of that from the campaign, from like a 30,000 foot overview, um, I would do it again. And I've worked with quite a few other productized services as well. And leveraging something like this is, is a great way to get that initial traction. So I think that one downside is, yeah, I mean, I have the ability to, pay for those cogs and kind of absorb the costs initially for those 30 customers. I mean, you control the offer as well. So I think that's important to consider. Like you don't have to have 30 people sign up for free. You can select or you're in control, full control of what that offer looks like. And maybe you just want to have five people sign up for that free offer initially. That's completely perfect. And from that, you know, I probably could have honestly got the validation that I wanted from less then 30 people. Yeah, that's something to look at as well. I think it's you have full control over what that looks like. Right, right. So yeah, that's the only thing that uh, people has to consider whether they can absorb the cogs. And if they do, that's the greatest strategy that they can do. And it's not only just for the initial customer base, they can uh, continue using it. You know, they don't have to uh, keep the offer at $1. They can increase it to whatever they want, just like you did and uh, continue um, leveraging the offer to get the new customers into the business. Exactly, yeah. So just, yeah, positioning an irresistible offer at the beginning, that's really all I did. And whether you want to keep that or change it is completely up to you and experiment a little bit. But some of that initial feedback and customers in the door, I think it's a great way. So I'm glad I was able to kind of share that. And um, I'm excited to see, you know, others who maybe leverage something similar. All right. So... Have you ever thought like, uh, you know, how would you do it if you don't have those initial hit list or uh, your Facebook group members? You know, if you are starting from zero, which few of our audience will be. uh, So if you are starting from zero with no audience and no friends on Facebook and no memberships in Facebook groups with other business owners. So in those situations, for those people, how do you think they can get that initial traction? What steps do you think they have to do to get those initial customers? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, you got to make some friends. I think uh, <laughs> it's busy. No, but seriously, I think, yeah, it's, it's more of, I think if you're at that point, you know, thinking about like who does your product or service or 
bring value to and maybe write that out. Maybe you're like, okay, maybe it's SaaS companies. So now you know that at least now make a list of all the Facebook groups that have SaaS business owners in them and create a Facebook account and start joining some of these groups. So yeah, I think building up a little bit of network around who your ideal customer is or where they are, probably the first step, because you're right. Like if I was already in groups, I already had a little network. And I think if you don't have that, then you have to build that. Um, so I think focusing on that is a great first step. And then now you have a little, you have some connections, network, you're part of a few groups. Now you can start, you know, connecting with some people and, and uh, introducing them to your offer. Yeah, it all comes down to making friends and it is as simple as finding, as you said, who your target market is and joining those Facebook groups. There are a ton of them already. And uh, maybe you can contact the admin of the group, offer your service for them uh, at $1 or for free and get their permission to put that in the group so you can get that initial traction. So if there is no way you cannot do it, right? Yeah, no, no, for sure, man. I think that's great. I think no matter what stage you're at, I think, you know, even if you're thinking of an idea, yeah, start just networking a little bit because you don't need a huge network. You don't need to be crazy popular. You don't need a part of a ton of groups, but start small. And I think that um, is really, yeah, it's a really high leverage thing to have, you know? So yeah, those are some great value nuggets. And uh, thank you so much for taking us through your strategy and giving us the preview of what happened Uh, beyond that and what the results are. So before we close this off, uh, what advice would you offer, uh, would you give to to our audience who might want to uh, implement this exact strategy for their own businesses? Yeah, I think check out 7-Day Startup, something to maybe give some inspiration on getting something launched quickly and validated. And then make a list of, you know, once you kind of have an idea of an offer, make a list of people that in your network that could, if you don't have a network, start working on building that up, join some Facebook groups and start commenting, engaging as well. And then, yeah, then put your offer out there. Like I said, it, it working for free or giving away your offer service for close to free is a great way to get in the door and it can check a lot of boxes to helping you get what you're looking to launch, launched quicker, get feedback, get testimonials, improve your processes, help build your team out, etc. So that is, I mean, everything we talked about just kind of in a nutshell, but that's what I did. It works. And, you know, I, I would definitely start there. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Tyler. And uh, that really makes sense. Guys, do check and read uh, The 7 Day Startup by Dan Norris. And Tyler, where can our audience reach you out? Yeah, I mean, you can follow kind of what I'm working on at, at applauselab.com. That's the current kind of product I service I'm working on. And then also I talk a lot about some of the stuff we mentioned today, I run a private mastermind and around just productized services at productizemyservice.com, which is kind of a cool place if you're wanting to learn more about some of these strategies, et cetera. But those are probably the, the best places. Awesome. Guys, do join the group. It's productized startups, Tyler? Yeah, yeah. So the Facebook group is productized startups. You can search that on Facebook. And then I have my own blog where I, I write about a lot of this stuff just at productizemyservice.com. Productizemyservice.com, guys. So do check it out. A lot of valuable nuggets over there. Thank you so much, Tyler, for all the valuable information. We'll meet again. Bye. Have a great day. You too, man. See ya.